Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This treaty could stop plastic pollution or doom the earth to drown in it. The UN has released a draft of what might become a landmark agreement to protect human health and the environment. Emphasis on might by Matt Simon. Given the ceaseless procession of disasters this summer, from heat domes to hurricanes to the fiery destruction of Lahaina, the slow-motion disaster of plastic pollution may not be top of mind. But the United Nations recently released a zero draft, or the principles under consideration of what could become one of the most consequential treaties ever written, the international legally binding instrument on plastic pollution including in the marine environment. It gets overshadowed by climate change, but plastic pollution has grown into a full-tilt emergency that's intimately linked with planetary warming. Humanity is now churning out a trillion pounds of these polymers a year, a carbon-intensive process because plastic is made of fossil fuels. Production is expected to triple by the year 2060. It is well established that our global plastic pollution crisis is also contributing to our global climate crisis, And the increasing shift toward investing into plastic production over the coming decades by the petrochemical industry is a great concern, says Nick Malos, the Ocean Conservancy's vice president of conservation, who focuses on ocean plastics and has been involved in the negotiations. The recycling rate in the United States is now 5%, an abject failure and an effort that the plastic industry always knew was going to be ineffective. Instead, the vast majority of plastic is landfilled, incinerated, or escapes into the environment. Microplastics shed from everyday objects, like clothing and broken-down bottles and bags. Now these tiny particles have corrupted our bodies and every corner of the planet, from the deepest oceans to the highest mountains. The draft treaty is a menu of interventions that are on the table during the UN's negotiations, which are expected to extend through 2024 and involve experts and representatives from about 150 countries. So this document is far from a final product. It lists two possible objectives, either to protect human health and the environment from plastic pollution, or to end plastic pollution in a bid to do the same. The second is more ambitious, while the first is less definitive. Expect such distinctions to grow contentious. The negotiations are quite polarized right now, says David Azoulay, Director of Environmental Health at the Center for International Environmental Law, which is participating in the talks. There's a larger group of countries that actually are looking for ambition. 
There is a smaller number of countries that are hell-bent on preventing this treaty from delivering on the promises under the mandate that was given to end plastic pollution throughout its life cycle. Those promises mean tackling the material's journey from manufacturer to disposal, not just how it leaks into the environment after it's trashed. Negotiators are concerned that this treaty could go the way of the Paris Agreement, in which countries set a planet-wide goal of keeping temperatures from rising no more than 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, but were allowed to set their own targets for reducing emissions. Nations that haven't met these targets may get publicly shamed, but not dragged in front of an international court. And if nations do implement strict limits, polluting industries can just move elsewhere. Similarly, the Plastics Treaty could allow countries to set their own goals for reducing production. Worst case scenario, if consensus can't be reached, there's a risk that we get a watered-down, fully voluntary agreement that's left to member states to implement, or the negotiations can be extended for years, says Malos. He thinks the treaty should set specific targets that reduce production by volume or percentage. For example, the Ocean Conservancy is calling to have the manufacture of single-use plastics by the year 2050 at a minimum. It's also important to keep in mind that plastic is a toxic material made of chemicals that themselves need regulation. The polymer PVC is especially nasty, as are its component chemicals. The train that derailed in Ohio in February was carrying vinyl chloride, which is turned into polyvinyl chloride, which is associated with lymphoma, leukemia, and other cancers, according to the U.S. National Cancer Institute. More than 13,000 chemicals are associated with plastics, around a quarter of which have been categorized as hazardous, says Melanie Bergman, a plastics researcher at the Alfred Wegener Institute, who's attending the negotiations. This diversity in the chemical composition of plastic products is one of several reasons that prevents safe circularity and it needs to be addressed urgently. Bergman and other scientists have called for the treaty to address these component chemicals, for instance, by phasing out particularly toxic ones. The Zero Draft presents different techniques for eliminating individual chemicals or whole groups of them. We are happy that the draft, in the various options, does acknowledge the importance of chemicals and the impacts of chemicals on managing plastics, says Vito Buonsante, technical and policy advisor at the International Pollutants Elimination Network, who is attending the negotiations. This is a recognition of a bit more maturity in the understanding of what are plastics. Microplastics, too, make up a number of appearances in the draft. Scientists define these as bits smaller than 5 millimeters, about the width of a pencil eraser. The document acknowledges the problems they cause, and it has options for eliminating intentionally added microplastics like microbeads and face washes. But secondary microplastics, the kind that break down from larger bottles and bags, remain a massively complicated problem to fix. They flush into the environment in all kinds of ways, from washing machine wastewater to highway runoff. Particulates shear off car tires and wash into rivers and kill fish. The draft also lays out options for better managing reuse and refill schemes, while still promoting higher recycling rates. Expect that to be another sticking point as the negotiations unfold. Over the last few decades, the plastics industry has pushed recycling as an excuse to make exponentially more plastic or hyped alternatives like bio-based plastics made from plants. A representative from the Plastics Industry Association did not respond to Wired's requests for comment on the Zero Draft Treaty. But if recycling actually worked, as intended, they wouldn't have to make so much more virgin material. We could keep the existing stuff in circulation. That's why, for pollution experts, the ultimate goal for these negotiations will be putting a cap on plastic creation.
This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to right the ship and chart a course toward a future where we're not drowning in plastics, says Malos. The health of our ocean and our human lives will be dependent on it. For now, Azale hails the Zero Draft as a step in the right direction. The draft still includes options for having a completely voluntary and possibly useless instrument, but it also contains possibly strong measures around reducing production, around getting toxics out of the process, he says. I look back a few years ago when we started discussing this issue at the international level, and this was unthinkable. This draft doesn't say much about what the final treaty will look like, but it does say a lot about how the global community has acknowledged what the problem is. Thanks for listening to Wired. I'm Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at Wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at Wired.com science. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.